Western veganism was established in 1944 with the founding of the Vegan Society. However, if we look eastwards, vegan principles are baked into cultural history, with vegetarianism appearing in India as far back as the 8th century BC. A few centuries later, Buddhist teachings not to eat meat or fish spread vegetarian cuisine far and wide across the Eastern world. In the past few years, as concerns about climate change have gathered steam, there has been an exponential growth in the number of vegans globally, with more and more people gaining access to information about veganism through literature, documentaries, lectures, events, and social media. It is estimated that 600,000 people in the UK alone have adopted a vegan diet. With this rise in numbers, there has been a growing divide in opinions on how to progress the movement, encourage more people to go vegan, and how best to persuade them to make that change. The divide mainly centers around people's motives for going vegan, whether it's for the animals, the planet, or personal health reasons. On this week's First Timers, I ask myself, where's the beef? As I try a vegan diet. Welcome to First Timers, the podcast where your host, Jason Malone, that's me, try something new each and every week. Oh my gosh, guys, we made it to February. February, we got out of January. We made it out. I know it, I know it was hard. It was cold for some of you. It wasn't for others, but we made it out of January and we're into February. And it's kind of the same, but shorter. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to this week's episode of First Timers. Uh, I am here to bring you guys a brand new activity that I tried. Uh, this uh, wasn't last week, but uh, I tried very recently, uh, actually last month. And yeah, uh, this week has been a really good one. Uh, I, I I haven't done too much this week. I think I kind of kept low, uh, just trying to ride out this last little bit, hopefully, of Omicron. Um, but yeah, this last week was good, um, and the weekend was great. I got to go to the coast uh, over to Florence. I don't know if any of you guys have been to Florence, but it is. It's beautiful uh, when it's sunny. Um, so went to the coast with some some dogs and a good friend and um, took them on the beach and got to run around. It's always really nice with dogs when you're able to like let them off their leash and they're actually able to like run. Uh, you can tell what they like and what they don't like really quickly. Um, this dog I was with, Leo. Leo's the homie for sure. Uh, he... Um, you know, he loved the sand and uh, running on the sand. Didn't like the water so much, um, but big rocks were tough for him because he was a little guy. But yeah, um, you know, got to do that. Uh, got to get out of Douglas County for just a little bit and then made it back um, and caught up on the Jersey Shore. Family vacation because that's what I watch. Whatever. I don't care. You can judge me. I don't give a shit. Uh, this podcast is where I'm able to, uh, you know, admit some of my biggest fears and maybe being shamed for watching that show is one of them. So what? 
Anyways, well, guys, I do just want to get the uh, social media plugs out of the way. That way we can get to the amazing, um, you know, activity or amazing um, lifestyle, really. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and get this shit out of the way and we can move on forward, moving on up uh, to the east side like the Jeffersons. Dude, I love the Jeffersons. Did anyone ever watch that? Does anyone ever remember the Jeffersons? I actually remember as a kid, I would do, I would, <laughs> it was pretty wild. I would do a George Jefferson walk. So I'd like throw my hands behind my back while I walked and walk around like George Jefferson. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there remembers that or seeing me do that when I was a kid, but I would do it all the time. I thought he was the funniest person in the world. But yeah, watch the Jeffersons if you haven't seen that uh and george you can see his his walk is pretty identifiable um all right well yeah so you can guys can find me for sure on facebook at first timers with jason malone uh you can also find me on instagram at underscore first timers with underscore again on instagram that is underscore first timers with and then uh on twitter you can find me at first timers with jason on Twitter, and then on uh, email, you can definitely email me, guys, and uh, that email address is at, oh, sorry, it's w, or, sorry, <laughs> my email address, and that email address is 1-S-T-T-I-M-E-R-S-W, Malone at gmail.com. Again, that's 1-S-T- T-I-M-E-R-S-W, Jason Malone, gmail.com. Uh, and then you can also find me just at my normal uh, Instagram page, and that's Jason Maloner. Uh, that's just me on Instagram. You can find me on there. I post everything there as well. Um, and then the nor the regular uh, page for the podcast is underscore first timers with Jason underscore on Instagram. And yeah, guys, uh, I'll throw some stuff up there, but uh, you can genuinely, genuinely, generally, generally uh, find everything I have going on there if you'd like to check it out for sure. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, go ahead and jump right into uh, this week's topic. And that topic is a vegan diet or vegan lifestyle um, or just veganism, I guess. Veganism is kind of a, a broader term. I, I don't know if I would call what I did necessarily veganism, because I think um, there's a lot more that goes into that. And my goal was to, you know, try to eat plant-based food for 21 days. So yeah, I'll go ahead and just start how I um, got into uh, this challenge. Um, this challenge I started last month in January. Um, a friend of mine, and you'll hear her, uh, she's a special, special a friend of mine. Really, really just the sharpest person in the world. It's super knowledgeable. I'm so glad I was able to get uh, just, um, you know, her her knowledge and, and some education from her about veganism, about plant-based, about, um, you know, being kind to uh, not only the planet, but your community and people that live in it. But uh, her name is uh, Julia, and uh, she went ahead and challenged me to a 21-day vegan challenge. And, uh, you know, gave me a ton of resources. She gave me, um, first off, the 21-day challenge uh, app uh, that you could check in. It also gave a lot of meal uh, tips um, and then, you know, just lifestyle tips as well. Um, and that was cool. Um, you know, I think I used that a few times, mostly for the uh, for the menus, um, you know, the recipes that I could find there. Um, and then she also sent me some just straight-up recipes. And then one of, the, one of the best things that she sent me were <laughs> all the really good vegan 
places or not vegan places even just places that you can go get vegan food in Roseburg um, you know for those of you guys who don't know or you know are just joining me for the first time I do appreciate you guys uh, listening and if you're coming back thanks for rocking with me again as always um, I do appreciate anyone who listens to me ramble on um, for an hour or so each week but um, in Roseburg there aren't a ton of vegan options um, you know there are a few though and uh, the ones that are out there are fucking delicious and i'll get more into that as well um but uh rapid and rolling is a vegetarian restaurant i know they have vegan dishes there that is one um and then you know there's uh, a great taste of india which is an indian indian restaurant that has some vegan dishes old soul is a pizza place that has a vegan pizza which is phenomenal i couldn't even really taste the difference the only difference is it didn't have any meat on it and the cheese um you know was vegan cheese so um, with that being said, I'll get more into some of that stuff here uh, in just a little bit. But, um, you know, you know, concepts of veganism, I kind of got into, um, you know, starting to learn a little bit more about fundamentals. Um, obviously, you know, um, honey was out of the question. Um, butter, milk, eggs, all the things that we kind of take for granted. And um, the good news, though, is there's a ton of... Um, alternatives out there though so i'm going to the grocery store you know going down um the organic aisle or anything like that you're going to find so many options out there and then you know for those people who uh are afraid to try it because they just don't want to try to eat stuff that tries to be meat or you know there's they just are used to having you know meat or, or animal protein you know there are options out there you've got the beyond burgers you've got the impossible burgers there's a ton of different brands out there and they really do a good job i mean you can definitely dip your toe into this lifestyle and and i think approximate what you were eating before um it's not all healthy you know a lot of it is uh flavor filled and you know a little processed i think probably um you know I, I think uh, Juliet would say the ideal diet is like whole foods, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, uh, grains that are that are whole, um, and uh, you know, proteins that are um, plant based. So um, you know, garbanzo beans, um, legumes, uh, you know, all sorts of um, beans, things like that. Vegetables um, too have a lot of sometimes protein in them. You just have to find the right ones. But truthfully, like all this stuff that you want you know the people want the flavor they want that flavor hit they want that umami or that salt or that sugar cycle you can find it <laughs> you can find it without any kind of animal uh so you know uh or any kind of animal um you know byproduct even so they're out there you just kind of have to do a little bit more research and then go down that aisle that you're not used to you can find some of this stuff um, so on the flip side, I went ahead and made some dishes. Uh, I made a really good vegan curry um, with some chickpeas, and then I used a vegetable medley. And with curry, um, what I discovered is a lot of it is uh, you know curry powder, but there's also cumin, which I always associate with Mexican food. Um, and then tomatoes. Tomatoes are the biggest part of like a red curry. I, did, I had no idea. I thought it was like some sort of special seasoning or powder or mar like i don't i didn't know how they got its color um so yeah it, it just came together really well um i had some rice on the side um and just it was filling i ate it for like three days i felt like i was a college student again just straight up like not even meal planning just like i made too much food and but it's all good because i'm gonna get I'm going to get to it later. Um, and that was really, really tasty. Um, I, I then went ahead and uh, the next week I made a baba ganoush, um, you know, which uses eggplant. And I'm going to pull up this recipe right now 
so I can give it to you guys. But um, you know, eggplants is the primary uh, you know part of baba ganoush. But uh, yeah, so this recipe calls for. Why do they always put it on the bottom of the page? <laughs> I also could be fucking prepared. That's the other thing. So it calls for eggplant, um, garlic, lemon juice, some tahini, uh, olive oil, uh, parsley, salt, cumin, some paprika, and then, um, you know, some accoutrement on the side, like uh, carrot sticks, bell pepper, stuff like that. But uh, the baba ganoush I made was just a really good, really, really, really good dip. Um, you know, and so I use that with uh, some uh, vegan bread that I had bought and it was just a nice snack to have for the day. It was super simple to make. And, uh, dude, I will tell you what, dude. I mean, dudes, all you guys are dudes to me. But, uh, you know, eating eating eggplant, it's kind of the for the first time, uh, just turned me on to another uh, source of protein that I had no idea that I really enjoyed. Dude, eggplants are off the hook. They're not just like, you know, they're not just like penis emojis. All right? They taste and good, and the texture is always good. Um, I, you know, I've had some eggplant parmesan. That's okay, not my favorite, but um, I've also had eggplant like diced up and turned into just a nice, uh, you know, kind of a salad almost. Um, you know, cooked salad, but um, that that's something I've tried. But yeah, eggplant's off the hook. I, I highly recommend anyone who uh, wants to fuck with it, go buy yourself an eggplant and just try to see what you can do with it, for sure. Um, so yeah, so those are a few of the dishes that I I created for myself. You know, again, I had some of the, the prepackaged stuff. Um, and then, you know, as far as going out, getting takeout, I think I mentioned some of the restaurants, but um, um, Great Taste of India, I had a really, really good um, uh, vegan uh, marsala. Uh, just, uh, you know, it was, I, I would think it was with Beyond Chicken uh, for the vegan marsala. And then um, I had a vegan burrito from a restaurant called Burrito Vaquero that was delicious. Like it had tofu in it. Um, so, you know, it, but it, they cooked it in a way that it still had a little bit of that texture of like a chicken maybe. So, you know, again, they're approximating some of this protein that I'm used to, but I, I feel I feel a little bit better about the planet, about the environment. I feel a little bit better about my health because I know some of this stuff is just healthier um, overall. And then, uh, you know, again, that vegan pizza, man, I'm telling you what, like if you guys want to just kind of, just go, okay, I'm going to try something weird for a week. Order the vegan pizza, um, but let them know you're going to do it. Don't don't everyone all of a sudden just start ordering the vegan pizza because it, it's going to get too hard <laughs> over at Old Soul. But yeah, if you want to try it out, I highly recommend it. The vegetables on top are really delicious. Um, you know, the, the pizza itself is a vegan uh, crust, and it's just tasty. Like, it's just really, really tasty. I And I didn't notice any difference between, you know, that and then, you know, what I had had before. My friend did get a pepperoni. She's an asshole. Um, so I had to sit there and watch her eat a pepperoni pizza. No big deal, though, because my pizza was that good. It really was at Old Soul um, that good. I think you can probably find that in most cities. Just ask if they've got a vegan option. They might. Um, you know, again, these are things you, can, you might have to search out. You might have to ask some of those questions. But ultimately, the stuff's out there. Um, just do a little bit of research and I think you guys will find that um, those options are available to you. But yeah, so, um, you know, with that being said, the 21 days uh, went pretty quick. Um, you know, there were a few times I craved a few things, but but ultimately it wasn't as big. Uh, it wasn't as, I'm not going to say it wasn't as hard or, you know, it wasn't a challenge at all because um, it was, you know, there were times when, 
you know, it was hard for me to find lunch, for instance. Like when I was out, I had actually had to do deliveries one week. And so, um, you know, I'm out and I'm like, I'm going to pop in a Fred Meyer, see what they have at the like, deli. And there was just nothing. I had like hummus and pita. Um, but even then, like, I'm not quite sure I didn't have um, the vegan symbol, which, by the way, if you guys don't know, there is a vegan symbol. Um, I believe it is. Let me see. Again, I'm going to pull this up. I don't have it pulled up. I should have. Be more prepared. Uh, but if you look for a vegan symbol on food packaging, oh, yeah. It's, so it, it's basically a V, but the V looks like a leaf um, or a, a plant. So uh, that means it's vegan, which is cool. Uh, so look out for that. You see that, that means it's vegan. Go for it. I highly recommend trying stuff out. But um, yeah, as far as the 21 day challenge, I do feel like I got a really good sense of what's out there, what I like, um, what's realistic, what's really doable. Um, and I, I do feel like I gained some energy. Um, I will say that I feel I felt a little bit healthier maybe at the end. And, um, you know, my exercises were going a little bit better. Uh Will I do this again? I think so. I think I'm going to try this probably every couple of months. Just go, hey, I'm going to be vegan for three weeks. Um, you know, three weeks is not that long. I I, I really challenge you guys to see if uh, that's even a possibility for you. Try it uh, maybe for a week and see if that can make a, a change in how you feel or, or even how you feel about vegan uh, food, um, you know, in general. So yeah, I, I again, I, I, I thank you so much, Juliet, for um, introducing me to uh, this concept and, uh, I'm going to take it up again and we'll talk some more for sure. Um, yeah, but, uh, all right guys, well, I'm going to take a quick break here. I will be back with my special guest in just a moment or two. Um, and I did want to shout out a, a few things. Um, you know, last week we did the hot, uh, sauce, uh, challenge and, um, you know, RJ really was <laughs> a real one for coming through on that. We were in pain. Um, and in fact, I will let you guys know, I, I think I mentioned I had some chicken left over. Well, a couple of days later, like without thinking, I just start eating some of it, like straight up, not even thinking. And I'm like, oh shit, my mouth is burning. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh God, not not the brightest moment of my life, but um, I definitely had some PTSD <laughs> flashbacks. So I was like, no, it's going to be hot for like an hour or two, but it actually wore off a little bit, so uh, pretty quickly. But yeah, all right, guys. Well, I will be back with the interview segment of this episode of First Timers. Please come back and join me with my special guest. I'm super excited for you to hear what we talk about. All right, we'll be back shortly. vegetables or okay you know fake meat like yeah. i'm oh, definitely yeah. like a proponent of fake um, meat it's me hard too. to get away um, are you really I, like, yeah. that was, like, <laughs> yeah. that was something i was gonna ask oh, about yeah, yeah. i know there was like some stigma there oh yeah even, yeah right? I, I i know all the things but personally i do indulge <laughs> no it's fun it's fun and and i you know i we see it as if i were to say organizationally we see it as like a transitional food and not something that should be the staple of your diet but it also depends on what your goals are right, right? like yeah are you reversing type 2 diabetes? Do you have lesions in your arteries? Or are you just trying to enjoy? Right? Oh, my God. This is all stuff I didn't even think about. That's why I asked you to be on this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, guys. I'm here with my special guest, Juliet. And um, the great thing about today is she's actually in 
the studio, uh, not over Zoom, so I'm actually able to see and talk, and it's just a better experience. And y'all, uh, it's fancy opinion. in here. Okay, you listeners, we are don't straight up know. in my old bedroom that know. my mom turned into a craft room. It feels like I'm in, um, you know, uh, a sixty-year-old woman's. I just uh, saw craft a picture room. of him as a young basketball star in the classic, like <laughs> the classic little setup. You said what, like a mullet? Yeah, the yeah. mullet coach and like the zoomed-in individual photo, and then the team photo below. We all have those. Well, depending on how old. The we socks are. that aren't quite like the same <laughs> yeah. distance up. But yeah, um, well, guys, I am here, uh, you know, with someone, and I'll, I'll give her a full introduction here. Uh, she is uh, a, a great member of the Blue Zones team, and um, we'll get into Blue Zones more too yeah. in, th in this interview, um, you know, because it's something I've, I've grown to really love this program. Mm. And uh, I am here with my special guest, uh, Juliet. Uh, oh, man. Palinchus, right? Yeah. Palinchus. Yeah, 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 Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I got it. I actually like had to like work on it today, and I'm I'm so sorry with last names. I'm terrible with no, it. Totally my friend Tinu, like, she was like, "You better get my last name right." <laughs> and I worked on it for a while, but yes, Juliet, thank you so much for being on first timers thank you for today. Me. And the reason, uh, you know, I brought you on is because you did give me uh, the vegan 21 day challenge to try out, mm -hmm. and uh, I was able to do that last month, but. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience with veganism, uh, yeah. vegan lifestyle, and like kind of what your background is, yeah. um, and where you started. Did you, you know, as a child, did you did you yeah. eat this way, or yeah. was this something that you, you know, grew more as an adult into? Yeah, I I think I was lucky. Looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, I was lucky. As a kid, having friends come over and eat like whole wheat cookies with like carob chips with sweetened with like honey or something. I didn't think I was lucky back then. They, my friends didn't like coming over because we didn't have all the good junk fruit food and candy sitting around the house. And that we liked going to our friend's house for that reason. But now looking back on it and just hearing what some of my friends had to deal with and also, you know, just the obvious, the the buildup of of the the health issues that that start to come about based on a lifestyle that isn't you know that's based on the standard American diet processed foods, I see now how fortunate we were to grow up with really two parents that were really interested in, in nutrition and had invested in learning about that a bit right neither of them are are professionals in that realm but both are really integrating that and in terms of just you know, making sure that we had whole foods at home. We cooked from scratch. We didn't eat a lot of meat. We ate a lot of plant-based food and um, not a lot of processed food. And, and, you know, when organic food, when that distinction started to come about, that was a priority for my family. And we would go to farmer's markets and, and all that good stuff. So I, I was exposed to this from an early age, which really helps me to support others that are making the transition because it's it's it can be really night and day for someone that was raised on ultra processed foods and um, you know lots of animal products and salt, oil, sugar, right? Those the SOS foods as we sometimes refer to them. So uh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, SOS okay. foods. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I see that too. And just, and, and being able to maintain that, I think as an adult and be able to continue to explore that and, and grow stronger in my conviction around it. So we, we didn't eat a lot of animal products when I was a kid, but we, we did occasionally. And I think, you know, in my, my, my grandparents' generation, it was more commonplace and my grandma would come over and cook bacon and like have lard and stuff like that. But that was oh, not, <laughs> I know, oh God, everyone's <laughs> mouth just started watering. 
But, you know, my, my mom is, um, she's from the Middle East, so we had, I think, that Mediterranean influence. And my dad, just again, with had a little bit of that health food exposure, and he's native, so I think there was some influence there to our diet. Um, but at some point, my mom was exploring her kind of her spiritual belief system and, and doing some exploration in that realm and came across the concept of ahimsa, which is basically like nonviolence toward animals, toward other, to, toward humans and, and non-human brothers and sisters. And that's where she came to me and kind of proposed this idea of of trying out, uh, we did the word plant based didn't exist yeah, back then, right? right? right. But it was like Even vegetarianism. Still so new. Yeah, it's new. It's I'm new. like, I'm like, is it? Wait, am I using this right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes just like riding a bike. It takes that practice to get <laughs> fluent with these terms. Sure. But at that time, it was vegetarianism, and um, you know, I was in a a child athlete, so I'd go on these away games, and we'd stop at McDonald's on the way home. Everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer and basketball and volleyball. And, and tennis and can all the things. Can but you dunk? Uh, I, I you can. I haven't tried, but like, I feel no video. like I could. No yeah, like in my mind, <laughs> I, it's already done. <laughs> Is this diet gives you this confidence? Hell yeah! Right? yeah. Like, mm, I feel so good. I, I could probably then, dunk. You know, the vegan. I just experience. assume I can do like a backflip at any oh, yeah. time oh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm excited enough. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so she presented that to me, and at the time, I was just like, "Well, we'll see how hard it is," and it really wasn't. And then over the years, I just it, I started to identify with it more and learn more about the health benefits, the environmental impact, and then later kind of the social justice issues that surround it, the environmental justice issues that surround it. But my initial attraction to it was really the animal welfare mm -hmm. side of it. Being a child, I wasn't completely desensitized to that yet. Sure. So I was like, hey, if I can eat and be healthy and thrive on a diet that doesn't impact animals and and doesn't cause suffering, then cool, I'll try it. And again, I wasn't super committed to it, but I was like, let's see. And then we did it, and our whole family kind of started transitioning to the point where now we're all pretty much plant-based. My dad occasionally eats fish, but the, as a family, we are pretty much plant-based, vegan, and it's really nice to kind of have that support to be able to do that together. Yeah, absolutely. I think that becomes uh, less of like a, uh, you, know, you know, once in a while or a, a special event or anything like that. It just becomes, you know, your normal um, habits, which yeah. are hard to break. I know for me... Um, you know, I, I was like brought up primarily yeah. meat and potatoes yeah. or some sort of, you know, meat, um, you know, animal protein for dinner or lunch, um, you know, lunch was like a sandwich with turkey or something yeah. like that. So my mom would try to do some things. She would throw in like whole wheat bread. Yeah. You know, she would try to like yeah. kind of skirt a little bit, yeah. you know, and maybe add a few things, but ultimately, you know, it, it came back to, um, you know, somewhat, somewhat, and then, you know, there was fast food thrown in there occasionally right. too, because everyone's got. Yeah. In the 90s, they got their jobs and they're yeah. doing extra stuff. So, yeah. you know, from my experience, you know, the, even the concept of uh, eating vegetarian, um, mm -hmm. you know, not not eating, uh, you know, meat, but you know, still having cheese, uh, you know, from cow or anything like that was completely, completely yeah. foreign. But the cool thing is, um, leading up to you know this this challenge I did, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I started to take my health um, into. Uh, a little bit more importance and so you know working out and then that also like changed my diet mm, so nice. I considered you know things like um you know eating a ton of meat like just not necessary anymore because I knew like with with plant you know 
plants in general, like salad, just eating a salad, I, I was, it was going to make me feel better. Mm. Exercise was going to be a little bit better. So mm. I connected that way. And you then, you know, knew that going into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I think I'd spent like maybe six, seven months, like when I was 20 yeah. as a vegetarian, just to see what it was like. Oh, yeah. I read like fast food nation. Oh, you know, yeah. I went through that yeah, like yeah, phase yeah. of like, Oh yeah. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to like, no, I'm not going to McDonald's ever again. And then, you know, you find yourself drunk at like 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> Except for those. Oh, dog. That, oh, that pounder. But anyways, um, this presented something completely different because I knew like I didn't have those like flavor fallbacks mm -hmm. like cheese yeah. and, and the dairy yeah. products, you know, to really like Super kind of get me through the food. meal. Yeah. It was going to be have to be much more cleaner, yeah. more simple. But yeah. I think that came yeah. that came with a whole lot of like positives too. It made, yeah. made cooking easier really? in a sense. I really thought it was like way easier wow, to cook. Wow, really? This well, that's, way. I would love to yeah. hear more about that. I when I asked you to do, I didn't know you had already been doing the vegetarian diet I had no idea what you're gonna say but I was just so I was just like what is he gonna say and then you said yes I was so pumped and I I, ha we ha I haven't heard yet so I'm, I'm yeah, so we'll curious about. to hear it. like how, how it for sure so um, I'll just let you know you know I started off on January 2nd and um you know you um I mentioned a few apps and stuff and I I pulled up a bunch of those and there's some really good just um information right off the yeah. bat like I just I felt like I was starting to gain some so knowledge, um, the 21 day challenge that you sent me, yeah. you know, was probably PCRF. the biggest one, yeah. but then you, you sent me a ton of recipes and I was like, okay, let's see what's up. Like, let's see what the actual, um, requirements are. Like, what am I going to have to go get? Like yeah. how prepared yeah. am I going to have yeah. to be to get through, you know, this or like make what I want. And I, I had a plan. I was going to, I was going to like do like real from scratch meals three times a week. Yeah. And then, you know, hit kind of the, yeah. the, the other stuff and yeah. some of the freezer stuff or maybe not, you know, the pre, not, yeah, prepackaged it is, but, yeah. um, you know, just to see what that was like. Yeah. And then also do take out like once or yeah. twice, right? So yeah. I was going to try across the board yeah. to see what was out there because yeah. I felt like it was the best way yeah. to fully, you know, um, understand or experience yeah. to see what was out there for sure. Um, so the first thing that I made was uh, a curry, uh, just a red curry um, with garbanzo beans um, nice. and... Uh, green beans but i didn't have just green beans it was a medley so i just threw a bunch of vegetables in there you can but do it was it. so yeah, dope like i was like i was like oh i don't have exactly what they want yeah. but i have like their vegetables like it can't not it can't it's gonna it's gonna it's be probably good. gonna be fine yeah. yeah and so like and i hadn't used uh really curry powder before uh -huh. i used cumin and like and yeah they, that called for a bunch of that and so like when i kicked that in there i was like okay I, like, okay so there's like some spice exploration dude and i spiced that i threw yes, some chili yes. paste and stuff like that so like all of a sudden there's these flavors that like i'm like oh i don't even need to even think about like meat i don't have to yeah. think about all this extra stuff so satisfying like, to you super satisfying so like right oh. off the bat that was something um i made i felt really good um i made some baba ganoush yeah. and eggplant and the eggplant Yum. is like i think slowly becoming like a really good protein I like a plant pro like love, like love, love about, yeah it's just something that mm. you know it's it's not the easiest thing to cook with yeah but like i really no, like the texture of it yeah, me and too. i think when it's um, done well yeah, it's yeah, so for good sure, yeah for sure but um, so I guess, what are some of your favorite stuff? Like, what do you like to make on your own? I honestly, it's going to sound funny, but I don't cook a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I try to do simple stuff because I am super busy, like everybody is, but 
Um, I, I've done like some of those ordering those, so those companies that they send you meals. I moved from doing the one where they send you the recipe ingredients, you have to cook it to now they just send you like the fully prepared thing. Oh shit. Like, they don't, they're not even like, nope, cut out the middle like, man. Nope, don't have 25 minutes. <laughs> open box, open mouth. Have three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so those are good. But, and the one that I'm using right now is like all, it's all vegan. It's all gluten free. It's all oh, whole good. foods and it has things like sprouts and like different kind of fresh greens in it so it's super healthy it's not processed at all but like when I cook I do try to cook a couple of times a week so I made like a huge pot of, of split pea soup recently and then I had it for lunch today and I threw like some sauteed collard greens on there and then like a piece of beyond sausage oh, cut up yeah. so super good and then like for breakfast I do a lot of green smoothies in the morning that's just one of my favorite ways to get a sure. lot of greens in and then I, that's also a good way for me to get my seeds in so I try to do flax seeds every mm -hmm. day, but then I'll spice it up with some other seeds like chia or um, I was going to say, somebody, somebody or... said something really funny yesterday. They were like, do you ever think that like um, Chia Pet, you know, is just like a bunch of little baby chia seeds and like, um, you can put that, like you drink that and eat it. I was like, no, I never thought about that. I, someone recently <laughs> said that to me too. I was like, is it yeah, yeah, I know. I like. We didn't even put that together either. But uh, yeah, I'm, we're gonna have to look into that. <laughs> Follow up on that later. Episode fifty one. Vegan for three years. <laughs> we'll know all the insights. Yeah, later. yeah. For sure. But yeah, so that the green smoothies, and then I do a lot of like steel cut oats in the morning, oh, yeah. and lots of tacos of all sorts. Every kind of thing I'll like put in a taco. I'll do breakfast tacos, but I'd also do like. Of course, every kind of bean, because beans are definitely a staple for me. Oh, they're super high in protein, yeah. and they're cheap, yeah. and they're easy, and they're delicious. Yeah. I love beans so much. So that's a common one. And, you know, we grew up eating a lot of split pea, lentils, pinto beans, that kind. Those were our staples. So I kind of just continued yeah. on that tradition <laughs> for myself. Yeah, I think people forget that sometimes. Like, they forget mm -hmm. about, you know, that there are, like, just, like, really good proteins, you know, yeah. that are easy yeah. you know, to prepare and they don't take quite a, you know, a yeah. lot. And I think that's a lot as a big stick with, with, with being lifestyle. Yeah. It's like you just have to, you have to always be like cooking or you always have to be like yeah. preparing or cutting yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, and I'm really lucky too because where I work at have access to two of the three plant-based restaurants we have in our community, right. right? So Rapid and Roland and Gathering Grounds. So, and then Lighthouse being, you know, out there, but those I, I can go eat there pretty much every day so if I want to which I eat there probably a lot more often than I should yeah. but there's good access to stuff like that and I think our community has actually come a long oh, way to, yeah. right to providing plant-based options even yeah. at you know restaurants that aren't plant-based right. they just have good you know, options food there or so food, you know I, or yeah. even like um old soul yeah. has a vegan teacher which I did yes. try I tried yes. that and I was like pleasantly surprised I was like it's you know it's yeah. it's a little different texture wise because it's I, anytime, I anytime like you put vegetables on pizza, it's gonna be a little like stuff. the final frontier. Dude, it is. Like, I don't even know. Because you know? <laughs> I know cheese is a big thing, and I'll talk about cheese in a little bit. Because that was that was the That's one the thing end, I was like, yeah. ah, I'm not quite yeah, sure on this. One. Shoot. But yeah. um, I do want to, you know, you mentioned work. Um, so you you work with Blue oh, Zones. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I want you to talk about Blue Zones a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've talked to a few people. Like I'm like, have you heard of Blue Zones? They're like, well, I see the shirts, and you know, I, I walk by it downtown. <laughs> What is it? And I, I've tried to explain it, you know, um, yeah. but I, you know, if you could. Okay. Really yeah, good. absolutely. So uh, Blue Zones Project is our community's well-being initiative, and it's based on Blue Zones, which are longevity hotspots. So there's five places around the world where people are living the longest, healthiest lives. 
and people are living to age 100 about 10 times more than the average person living in the U.S. in those places. And they're all there's some common themes across those places, which is really nice and convenient for us, right? It's not like they're all doing vastly different things, but it's it's common enough where we can uh, start to replicate those behaviors. So there's a the cross-cultural distillation of those well-being best practices is called the power nine. So there's nine things that are, I think some of them very intuitive, moving more, eating more plants. They found that the centenarians in these longevity hotspots were about 90 to 100% plant-based. But then there's some softer elements too, like just connecting with people and making sure you have those really strong social connections. The social connections, yeah, yeah. It's not, just, not just what you're ingesting or like the activities that yes. you're doing. It's it's a lot more holistic, I guess. Yeah, you say no, that, yeah, I agree. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, because it still is coming from science based. Yes, like, yeah. I think it's amazing. And then the other one that people don't often think of is just being able to articulate your sense of purpose. So what gets you up in the morning? And when you're living, and we like to say on purpose, then that contributes to more good years to your life. Sure. So that, and then I'd say like, you know, downshifting is another one that people not, might not think of. That's our our term for just finding ways to relax in a healthy way on a regular basis. So those, all those, and, and you know, just some, some nuances within those concepts make up the power nine. And so then we take those concepts and we implement them in communities. We have a community-based community impact model and we are here, uh, a certified Blue Zones community here in, in the Umpqua Valley. We are one of about 60 communities across the United States that are impact, implementing those concepts into our community to try to see comprehensive overall well, well-being transformation. So we've been doing it for about three years mm-hmm. now. We got, or sorry, four years now. We got, we came certified last year. And now we're continuing under the name Thrive Umpqua. So we are Thrive Umpqua Certified Blue Zones Community community well-being initiative. We work with restaurants, grocery stores, schools, faith-based organizations, work sites, and then in food policy, tobacco vaping policy, and built environment policy, which the folks aren't familiar with that concept. It's basically basically inviting people to move about and spend time outdoors in in an attractive way, in a safe way, or people feel comfortable to do that. So that's, yeah, that's Blue Zones Park. There's so much more about it. I really encourage people if they're interested in learning more, you know, to read one of Dan Buettner's books. He's the National Geographic uh, a fellow that brought the team of demographers to those blue zones around the world to to immerse in them and reverse engineer uh, the longevity and learn from the indigenous practices that were in these communities. Some of them haven't continued those practices. They've adopted the Western lifestyle and they're seeing some of the same Western diseases that are sure. associated with that. But the richness of those that heritage and those practices is still something that we can all learn from and try to see transformation in our community. And we are. That's the thing is that I get really excited about because it's effective. It's working in our community. We're actually seeing some of the downward trends reverse or we're holding steady when unfortunately the other communities and the rest of the country are on a decline when it comes to well-being. So even holding steady in this day and age is a, is a feat. Well, I think so, especially too, you know, um, now and people are a little bit less social, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. a little diff- more difficult to get, yeah. get people to come out. But I do see, you know, the benefits for sure. Um, I think people are more active in Roseburg. I used to have a joke. I was like, um, you know, I asked my mom, like, why, did, why, are there, why are there sidewalks here? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, no. Like, why did they build them? I don't get it. For like but, that one person that walked around and everybody looks at them and it's oh, super. Oh, yeah, I know, oh, right? I'm that, that person. Yeah, sure. yeah you, um, you know about that. But, you know, and as I get more, as I got more active this last year, I see that there are, um, you know, the store park and the trails. Mm-hmm. And things. There are like a lot of really good resources. Yeah. And I think people do choose to 
they can at least get out. And if it's cyclical, it's, you know, it's during the first we're, of the year. You yeah, know, and we're making progress. But, so we definitely still have a long oh, way to go. By no, by yeah, no means yeah. are we there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something to integrate these concepts into a culture. Yeah. And I see that as a process that, you know, we're in the, we're kind of in the middle of that. There's people that really identified with it and do feel inspired to kind of see where they can lean in. And then there's like, you know, the folks that are a little harder to reach. And I think that's where we're really trying to dig in in the next couple of years is, is just how to broaden the inclusivity of the project. Yeah. And Juliet's badass. I mean, she is so fun to engage with. Um, you have a corn suit. Wait, what? What do you? What do you rock? <laughs> what do I have? What's the, is it the corn suit that you rock? Oh, the That's carrot. Okay. And the carrot suit, which is always. We've got a, a couple pleasure. like produce That's costumes. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you know, Juliet's uh, badass for a whole lot of other reasons. Um, I think I first met you at a, a, a demonstration. Yes. And that was awesome, dude. Yes. You're so rad. Um, you're so strong. Your strength is amazing. Oh. And that's, I think, why I was like, I want to talk to this person some more. But um, let's get back to actual vegan food. So the cheese issue. What? um, Yeah, I just, I I bought some, you know, and I was like, I'll try this out. (laughs) And it just was a little gelatinous, I think. It just wasn't hitting. But, but yeah, I think that was the only thing. Everything else I had that was, um, and I've had, you know, I've had some Beyond stuff. I've had. You know, mm. I even had, like, the Beyond Whopper when it came out just mm. to see what was up mm-hmm. with that. Um, you know, and I'm finding that a lot of these are coming pretty close. Mm-hmm. So what, I guess, is there still, like, a big stigma in the vegan community that you think against people who are like, I want to replicate meat? Is there something there? Is, does it matter? Do people not give a shit as much anymore? I, I think that at some I, point, right? I like, feel like there's always going to be like the purists that are like whole food, plant-based all the way. And I absolutely think that is ideal. Yeah. But, you know, I also, I work with members of our community that are just trying to dip their toe in, in these waters. And I think that those are critically important um, really for for everyone, because like even myself, who's been plant-based for many, many years. I want to enjoy that occasionally. But I think I think the thing is that, you know, when when Burger King, now KFC, right, they've come out with some vegan chicken nuggets recently, and people are like, well, you know, I'm not going there. It's like, well, no, if you're not already going to KFC to get chicken nuggets, now don't is start. not the time to yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> like, don't start like, oh. Yeah, man. but for people that are already going, what a It's like when you start smoking option. at 25, like yeah, I did. Right. Dude, like what the Why fuck did you yeah, like you oh so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it down so, 15 years later but you know I mean and yeah. so I think that's the thing is like to recognize that if we really want to be make this inclusive and I think it, it absolutely needs to be more inclusive if we're going to see the kind of environmental changes that we need to see so we need to see people that are eating fast food that are eating the regular chicken nuggets that are going to these fast food places we need to see them enjoying these things as well maybe opting for that instead of the, the the animal agricultural alternative, right? Um, on a regular basis, we need to see that expansion. And so I, I think I, I have maybe, I just try to be a little bit of a realist about it. But also, you know, when we do our shopping tours here locally or showing people what to to start to to explore in the grocery store, we do point out that like, you know, veganese is freaking delicious, right. but like you don't want to get addicted to that and put it on everything because it's not a health food. Yeah. But like, you know, when you go to pick an, an ice cream, would you be satisfied with like the the so delicious cashew cream ice cream instead of the animal product alternative that's gonna have the the casein and the IGF one and the antibiotics and all of these things that are gonna not gonna be health promoting versus the alternative with at best is gonna have maybe some fat in it or you know a, maybe a few other things but vastly different than 
than the alternative. And, and in essence, is made of plants, which are going to have the phytochemicals and all these micronutrients and all these wonderful health-promoting elements still contained in them, even when they're, they're a dessert. So I definitely encourage people not to get hung up on that kind of thing. I'd say if you are making the transition and that's the way that works for you, then go for it. Oh, yeah. And then over time, we're all going to be refining. Sure. And yeah, I think ultimately as much of whole plant-based foods you can tolerate and consume, the, the better for your health, the better for the environment, but also your palate will change. And I don't know sure. if you experienced oh, that. Oh, 100%. That yeah, yeah. You? Okay, so first off, um, you know, I, I, I definitely didn't have the craving for like, you know, that, that kind of, mm, that, that savory like thing you get, right. That like, like, that umami, like umami, exactly. Yeah, uh -huh. Right. I didn't, I like went away, but I still got hits of it from, you know, the food that I would order or the mm -hmm. food I would make. Um, and then I, I'm going to be honest, I like felt way more energy. Like I felt way more she energy said. throughout. Like I definitely she felt said. like a big notice. I know, right? Like, um, <laughs> awesome. So you know, with that being said, I, I mean, and I, that's you I, going I, from vegetarianism to yeah, veganism. Yeah. Like that's just like a you know relatively small shift in the grand scheme of things. Right. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's it was. Amazing. It was. Uh, you know, I'm 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 not going to say I didn't backslide and have a few things afterwards for sure. <laughs> but um, I the nice thing is I have like the, the, the knowledge and experience yeah. to, like fall yeah. not fall back on but yeah. to, to use and go oh well, we can just do yeah. this right now we yeah. can do this and, yeah you know this this uh, recipe I haven't tried but and and you know like I said it seems to be um, thing something with vegan recipes where it's like you could just kind of do your own thing and it'll come out pretty well <laughs> that's life, good that's good you have that experience yeah. yeah I think it's pretty easy and you know you don't have to worry about some thing you know you don't have to worry about cross contamination yeah, and just some of those things in the kitchen that you have to worry about when you're doing animal yeah. products like um you know I mean a lot of the the viruses and the bacteria that you get from eating you don't have to worry about any of that right. a lot of the things oh and are... gut health dude I will tell you what like yeah. my, my tummy was good you know I mean I had regular some of, you know, but you know some of the stuff that comes <laughs> along I definitely had the a little yeah, bit of gas stuff, but what, you know, but yeah, yeah, I think, and then afterwards, you know, when I did eat something that had, uh, I think it had butter in it, um, I can definitely tell the next day. Really? So yeah, I think Like congestion or just um, like stomach pain? Stomach a little bit. Just yeah. Like not the great. Well, a lot of people are actually lacking, like about 80% of the oh, world's population is lactose That is fascinating to me. Like, yeah. yeah. The fact that we, I was milk with every meal. Like it was <gasps> milk, like with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh my gosh. Like, why? We don't need this at all. Yeah, so. I think those are some archaic <laughs> expectations, right? From like those health videos. But you know from, like, the, the, the lobbies, <laughs> yeah. the, the dairy lobby, and the yeah, you know, all that stuff. Like, well, so now there's an so effort big. to kind of recognize that as institutional racism yeah. because 80 percent of the world's population is lactose intolerant, and a lot of those people, the ones that aren't, typically going to be like the ones of Nordic ancestry. For so sure. it's like to put this on our health guidelines and suggest it. To promote it yeah. as a health food, right. as something that's a basic requirement to your diet, when 80% of the population, mostly people of color, are going to have adverse reactions to it, could it perceived as institutional yeah, racism. Absolutely. So there's you a know. lot of pushback on that yeah. right now. I mean, I think, yeah, there's definitely, definitely a, a food privilege there, which is very interesting. Mm, I not thought about that concept. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not Nordic, so fuck those guys. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, well, I think, you know, like I said, I think I have a, a really better understanding of, um, you know, what what it takes, but also how, how just simple, you know, it can be to um, put these meals together. Yeah. And and I just, I feel a lot better. And I feel a lot better talking about it. You know, I think Yay. I have someone's like the vernacular now 
I'm to actually have a conversation and you know talk to somebody who might want to try it and that's so awesome. First place. So much well, like you're an influencer, Jason. So I here. needed you to have some experience <laughs> with this. I'll wear um, a green bean costume if you want. <laughs> That um, was the final ask that I wanted to get to. Yeah, in this sure. Well, I always give, and um, I think you did a little bit, but if there's anything else, I always give this opportunity for folks to plug anything. I know you've got Blue Zones as yeah. a whole, but is there anything else you like to plug or any, yeah. anything that you like so, to just shine, put a little shine on to? Thank you. Yeah, I, I love working for, for Blue Zones Project. They're now called Thrive Umqua, and so I just encourage anyone in the Umqua Valley area to feel like you know this is a part of your community and to feel included in that and to come and check it out and and get involved uh, I also am the executive director of a nonprofit called UC Veg which stands for Umqua Community Veg Education Group and we do all kinds of things around nutrition and lifestyle education all free just for the purpose of kind of trying to support folks as they are interested right we're not interested in pushing anything on anyone but if folks are so what we see is that like the u.s dietary guidelines and the the united nations are all telling us that we need to eat less meat right we're getting those directives but there's not necessarily integrated at the level like the community or individual level how to do that how to make it tasty and simple and convenient and attractive that really hasn't sort of like trickled down yet and so that's where we see our role as UC Veg is how can we kind of connect the dots between the individual that may be hearing that and these big institutions at their high levels that are promoting that right and I think also the other cool thing is to you know use a resource like a farmer's market right mm -hmm. or some place where you're you know grocery stores they are pushing either what's the you know, what's going to make them the most money or what is going to spoil, you know, the quickest. They're going to push that so much. And so, you know, you've got a lot of these meat deals, meat, 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 meat. Mm. I see that all the time. Mm. But, you know, if you have a place or you go to a, a farmer's market or someplace that's a little bit more um, locale, they don't give a shit about that. They, they want to sell, obviously, what they're growing. And mm. I think, um, you know, that that level of uh, commercialism or advertising is, doesn't exist, and I, I feel it's just yeah. easier to make decisions. Oh, Mar that yeah, sense. and that's the thing you is know? a lot of us have learned what to eat, what we what we've learned nutrition education from marketing sure. from these big industries. So that I think that's a big one is just trying to kind of reevaluate that, dismantle that. Also, looking at our, our cultural norms and seeing like you know a lot of people look at their genetics and they they think that they're a victim to whatever health issue they, they found in their family, but also looking at like, well, what are the patterns around diet and lifestyle with your family as well? A lot of the times those things are integrally related. So I think being feeling empowered that we can kind of take back our health, we can really look at um, the connection between what we fuel our bodies with and how we feel and, and then what resources we have. So here, you know, I mentioned we have Thrive Umco, we have UC Veg, ucveg.org. We have some, we have a lot of free programs. We have a 13 week lifestyle nutrition course where we focus on disease prevention and reversal. And I say that literally seeing people reverse diseases every day because every meal is either feeding health or fighting it. I truly believe that every bite is feeding health or, or fighting, uh, fi or sorry, fighting disease or feeding it. Um, and so looking for those and knowing that, you know, it's not, it's not a fringe thing anymore. You know, I don't know if you had a chance to watch some of those documentaries, the game changers. I have not, but I, I saw my list or, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think watching those is just helpful to see like, there's, you know, 
high level athletes at the highest level that are doing this and finding that they have the competitive edge because of it. There's, you know, the biggest, most like credible. Like ballet, like when they would do ballet. Ballet, basketball, football players, all these <laughs> folks. I mean, Olympic athletes, strongest men in For the world, sure. right? Yeah, it, the, makes, it makes a huge difference. All of that. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, just, just I think also recognizing that it's, that, you know, some of our cultures have contributed to, uh, to, to poor health oh, in the long run. And yeah. so do we want to reevaluate that for ourselves and for our children and for our families and for our communities too? Because I really want to see, I want to see my community members thriving, happy, healthy. Yeah. And I know that this is effective. It's like the, the win, 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 win for health, for the environment, for animals, for social justice. Yeah. I, I truly There's believe really that. There's really no downside. Yeah. I mean, truthfully. Um, but yeah, um, that I think, I think that's absolutely correct that, you know, um, if you look at it from a community building or a community mm-hmm. based, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's important to a community, it's important to individuals, but you know, if you do, if you do look at it from, you know, working as to build a community, there are so many good things, um, about, you know, uh, that lifestyle. And I think it does promote just an overall wellness, uh, of, of, Health, healthy, healthy people. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, Juliet, thank you so much for being thank on you, my Jason. show today. I'm gonna let you go, and uh, I do again. Thank you for coming up out here. Oat. I'm not Canadian. About. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming out and uh, you know sitting down with me. And uh, you know, guys, if you have any questions for Juliet, um, huh? you know, reach out to her because she's a huge, huge resource. She will fucking blow your mind with all the stuff that she knows. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Well, guys, uh, I'll be back shortly with some more first-timers. Go ahead and take a break. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's episode of First Timers. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much to my... Special, special guest, Juliet Palinchis. That's right. I can't say your last name correctly. I'm so sorry. But uh, Juliet, thank you so much for coming on and just giving us such a great um, width of knowledge from you and from all of your experience. And, um, you know, your perspective is just is so, uh, so layered and and I'm, I'm really honored to have you on so thank you again guys and please reach out to her uh uc veg is something that she is very very passionate about and i really think is great um and uh you know uh, blue zones is another great project as well um i did want to share some of the uh, resources that she actually sent me um before i started the um 21 day challenge um but the first place i'm going to send you is the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and that's the PCRM.org. And uh, they have a 21-day kickstart, um, so you can you know try to find that. That's uh, PCRM, and that is uh, just uh, an organization that um, helps you kind of start your journey towards uh, plant-based, uh, you know, diet. Uh, so that's a really good one. Uh, there's also a Facebook group that she recommends called Veganuary 2022. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think it's trying to get people to start in January, but I think it works throughout the year. But Veganuary 2022 um, is on Facebook. And then uh, also uh, there is, and I didn't look at this one too much, but uh, she does uh, um, recommend a resource for a seven-day challenge. Um, that's plantstrong.com. 
Um, again, that's plantstrong.com, and you can find a seven-day vegan challenge there. Um, so yeah, uh, those are just some really good resources that she said. She also recommended a few uh, films, some documentaries that I, I haven't checked out yet. I've got them on my list. I just got to sit down, and I, I, you know, maybe that's something I'll do this weekend. You know what? I am going to watch one of these films this weekend. I promise. All right. Uh, so those films are The Game Changers, and they're trying to kill us. Um, there's a few more here. There's Forks Over Knives, Eating You Alive. What the Health, and Cowspiracy. Um, so yeah, those are just some documentaries on uh, veganism, I believe. And, um, you know, there's some really, really good stuff out there. I think just really valid knowledge. And it's just worthwhile um, to gain some of that. You know, I think anytime you can, um, you know, just uh, get a little bit more perspective. Perspective, 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 for sure. Uh, so yeah, so um, that is some of the stuff that Juliet recommends. Uh, therefore, I recommend because she is the expert. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of another week's uh, episode of First Timers. And I do want to thank everyone again for joining me. Uh, the new listeners, um, you know, thank you. If you're jump, jumping in kind of halfway through, I hope the episodes are getting better. I'm trying everything I can to just squeeze every little drop out of this little tiny thing I'm doing. But um, again, you know, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I do, 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 really, do, do. Again, chalk it up, guys. There's another one. I do want to thank you for listening. And please tune in next week for a brand new episode of First Timers. Peace.